doing? Hello. From deep cuts to future classics. On location and behind the scenes. Somewhere between reasonable and crazy. It was no more complicated than that. Let's skip intro and find out what to watch on Netflix. Coming up. Ended up the other day just trying to put an educational thing on for the kids and came back and they were watching the poker channel. It does annoy me, those shows where there's one girl and she always has a rubbish power, like flying, but not good flying, just like for a bit, like a duck. Grandparents are old and busted, got no teeth in, can already eat custard. I mean, I thought that was one of the best raps I've ever heard. I don't believe we've met. What's your name? Hello and welcome to a shiny new episode of What to Watch on Netflix. I'm Dottie, and if you don't mind me saying so, I think it's high time we all take a bit of a breather. Life is hard, right? It's too fast, and trying to fit in some quality time in between all the commuting, the video conferencing, the homeschooling, and squeezing a few precious seconds to yourself is near impossible. It's sometimes all too easy to put those closest to us a bit too far down the list. Which is why this episode is all about getting the house to switch off all the screens but one, getting a grab bag of nachos and carving out some family time. Families come in all shapes, sizes and guises, but there are a few things that unify us all. No one loads the dishwasher as well as you. Monday mornings are always chaos. No one else's kids are as cute as yours. And we all love watching stuff together. Now, I know what you're thinking. Who the hell sits down with toddlers and watches Ozark? Why doesn't the 10-year-old find Money Heist as riveting as I do? But if you think Netflix is all about the drugs, tigers and demogorgons, you'd be sorely mistaken. There's a secret. We're part of a mystery and we'll never be free until we figure out what it is. We have eyes everywhere and we are always watching. Over the next hour or so, I'll take you through some of the best things we've got for families, whether they're in nappies or you are. Joining me to sift through the plethora of programming are those people who know their cowpole from their Campari. Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne are the creators of the annoyingly successful Scummy Mummies podcast, a comedy duo whose sole aim is to remind parents that we're all winging it. After millions of downloads, they took it out on the road to huge acclaim. Thankfully, because of the lockdown, we've cornered them and insisted that they impart some wisdom. So welcome to you both. Hello! Lovely to be here, but not with you. Very sad I'm not, you know, sharing snacks and having a glass of wine with you, Dottie. We're together, but we're apart. Yes, we, yes. We make it work. Yeah, just, I thank you. That was a lovely intro. Thank you. I, I do know the difference between Cowpole and Campari, but I will say that I have drunk one of them when I've run out of the other one. I'll leave it to you to guess which way round. <laughs> And joining them is journalist, author, DJ and influencer Anna Whitehouse. You'll probably know her as the dangerously named Mother Pucker. Try saying that after a couple of Smirnoff Ice. And if there's one thing she knows how to do, it's parent with style. Hello, Anna. Hi, do you want to do all my PR? I mean, look, I'm available. Let's let's be <laughs> honest. The, the, the jobs are slim at present. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I'm in. If you need me to announce you walking into rooms, my... My fee is low. I just get my kids to do that uh, just for my own vanity purposes. Mummy is entering the kitchen. <laughs> so, Anna, we are actually talking about family. So how old are your kids? Mine are two and six. Two and six. And what about you, Ellie? Uh, mine are five and nearly nine. Nine next month. Uh, mine are 11. And I've got a son who's born 11 days apart from Ellie's son. And he's nearly nine as well. So we're, you know, planning the big Zoom parties. It's going to be it's gonna be. It's going to be, be good. Real. Let's, no. let's face it. <laughs> no. It isn't. Let's go, it's, no, it isn't. It's going to be, 
it's going to be memorable, isn't it, guys? Um, I mean, I'd so lo- is the war. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've gone pretty dark, pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, we're... Where, where do we go from there? I mean, yeah. we're already in the trenches, guys. We're, we're two minutes in. I know. I ended up uh, the other day just trying to put an educational thing on for the kids. And I was like, I'll stick them both in front of that. They can both learn their ABCs, even though the six-year-olds got it down. And came back and they were watching the poker channel. And I was like, I just... <laughs> I was just like, I, 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 like that's that's maybe for all the family, but it was like rebranding things as key stage two maths. You know, you're like that's where we're mentally at. I think it's like that's yep, yeah, that's maths done. It could be worse. If it was the eighties. Like in the eighties, there was a Commodore sixty four game called Sam Fox Strip Poker, starring the Page Three model. So you know, <laughs> at least they weren't actually watching that. You are a good mum, Anna. It's fine. On the Commodore? Yeah, I think it was, it was either the Commodore or the Amiga, or possibly the Spectrum. What was it? One eight, of those eight old bit ones. graphic yeah, strip like, poker. Like pixelated wow wows. Pixelated nipples. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. So we got there so quickly. We got there so quickly. Yeah. We've had the war and lo-fi nipples. You're welcome. And shots of cowpole. Because that's where I was. That's what my guess was, Ellie. Yeah, I'm just I waiting. Do it. I'm just waiting for Dottie to go. Oh, looks like we've lost Ellie. Oh, what a shame. We've lost her microphone. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just carry on. Just mute me. So is, that, that, is that sound you, of cowpole? The I'm trying to get the sound. You know, like you like you pull it back and you and you're like you got a headache, honey. No, I I shake it up like Lewis Hamilton with a champagne bottle and let it burst all over the bathroom. It makes it a bit more exciting for yeah, the sick child. Yeah, the Livens things up. Mm. Now, guys, you are able effortlessly, as you are showing now, to navigate that line between adult content and family time, right? How how do you do that with your kids? Like, do you do you censor what what they watch on on Netflix and beyond? I think what's been really nice because I um, became a single parent at the beginning of lockdown, and so our Netflix time every night is really important because it's just us, the three of us, kind of establishing ourselves as a new family so yeah I, I sort of try and make sure a that I like the film and b they like the film and, and then we we kind of explore different genres together and Ellie where do you kind of draw the line when it comes to to censorship what would what would be worse for you watching of your kids swearing or a sex scene definitely the sex scene would be would be the nightmare because I don't as far as I know I mean they're nine and, and five they've got no idea about that whole thing um whereas swearing I mean I was about to swear then. We're probably not allowed to do that, are we? Um, yeah, swearing. And um, so the thing is, they've sort of found swearing because um, we started watching at the start of lockdown quite a lot of Gordon Ramsay shows um, because they <laughs> they quite. I like cooking. I'm really into cooking, and I thought that's a sort of family thing. Cooking, isn't it? Totally picked the wrong show for that. Um, so they've picked up a lot of uh, a lot of words off off of him. So yeah, but the rule with swearing is they're allowed to watch shows or movies with swearing in as long as I don't hear the swearing coming out of their mouths. Uh, and if, if I Fair. do, I cut them off. That's it. They're cut off for the rest of the day, theoretically. It's mostly an empty threat, to be honest. Meals, everything idea. cut off. Yeah, yeah. Just gone. Yeah. I mainly, I mainly try and scan uh, the reviews of everything on Netflix to find the ones where the kids are really good so that there's a kind of behavioural lesson along the way so that they come out of it uh, going... Oh yeah, I want. I'm inspired by that person. You know, that is that is a good kid. I'm going to be the good kid. I can't have anything where there's naughtiness or there's a show. Is it Cat and Cat and Nat? Cat, not Cat and Nat. That's their yeah. uh, their comedians. They're, they're very naughty. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, this is the line. 
Wrong one. Don't watch that if you're a child. No, don't watch Cat Nap. They have male strippers. Don't watch that. Yeah, wrong one. It's an American, like, like teen, kind of Sweet Valley High-esque um, program. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It's Cat and Something. Uh, my daughter was watching it on Netflix and uh, she was just basically like, this is the best thing ever. She told my dad that she loved it and he was like, oh, you're not watching that American trash, are you? And she just went, in my house, I watch what I want to watch. And you're like, oh no, she's got Ooh. the sass. <laughs> She's got this ass. She's building up to the swear word, I think. Um, in, in my house, we've we've banned Peppa Pig. You see, because just Pe- Peppa's got too much to say, and I and I, <laughs> I've decided that she is not the role model I need in my life for my child. So yes, similarly to you, I look for characters and kind of what they're going to encourage. But like, Pe- I agree with you with Peppa Pig, Dotty. Like. Can't, I can't do it anymore, like dreaming of it in a cycle. And there's sometimes, like I'm watching it now and I'm seeing sexual subtext to Mummy Pig and Daddy Pig that just isn't there. I'm like, like the you way watch, they talk you to watch too many other. episodes. Yeah, you're like, this is, no, this is going to an X-rated version. You're, you're imagining how those bristles might feel up close, aren't you, Anna? Oh my God, it, it fills me with fear. Honestly, it's it's my nightmare show. What are the what are the big no nos for you then when it comes to what your kids can and can't watch? Um, I don't like Adventure Time and some of those kind of ones that they're watching at the moment. Um, they're just a bit silly and annoying, and they love Teen Titans and all those sort of things. Um, and uh, what else? They they're really into um, shows where people get hurt. So like funniest videos and that drives me a bit insane because then they want to recreate them. I'm like, you know, you can't go to A&E. Don't try and recreate um, somewhere where someone gets hits in the balls. So that's my, a, a bit like Anna, you want something that's going to influence them for good. So yeah. anything, anything with a don't try this at home disclaimer yes, can't exactly. be watched in your household. I try to steer them away from the shows with the, with the sexism, um, which obviously is pretty much a full-time job, isn't it? But because um, I've got two, I've got two white male boys. So I, you know, I loathe them for their privilege already. I don't really, they're lovely. Um, but like I, but they're, 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 I don't want them to grow up watching this world where they think they're the dominant figures even though currently they are so like it does annoy me those shows where there's one girl there's one female character and she always is dressed in pink or purple and she always has a rubbish power like flying but not good flying just like for a bit like a duck so that winds me up so I try to discourage the watching of those shows but there are so many of them it's quite difficult it's Paw Patrol you're talking about isn't it there's no 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 Paw Patrol and no Paw Patrol. And also Go Jetters is, is a is a bad one. Uh, no, there's pr- pretty much all of them, isn't it? Yeah, because Paw Patrol, yeah, there's Paw Patrol. You've got, Ever, you've got Sky. Uh, she's got a pink helicopter. Rubbish. And Everest. I don't even know what Everest does. She's, is she a mountain dog? She hasn't even got like a barrel of whiskey around her neck, though. So she's a useless mountain dog. No good to me. Unbearable. <laughs> Um, and I do, I do talk to them quite a lot about the patriarchy. And my husband's like, smash it. Sometimes my husband's like, oh, look, just come, come on, can you have a day off? And I'm like, do you think the patriarchy's having a day off? Yeah. No, of course not. You go back to that meeting of the patriarchy next week, and you tell them I will not rest until Paw Patrol is fifty fifty. Anna, what are your what are your big no nos? Unfortunately, we've had like a few 
times where my girls are quite easily influenced by the fashion and then they kind of refuse to wear anything that isn't like a converse red sneaker with you know like a, a hair braid and like there's a very specific aesthetic they then want to go towards that then makes it harder for me getting them dressed in the morning which is already a gargantuan task so it's a really selfish thing because obviously you know they're finding their way and they're being inspired but ultimately just put the shoes on I've got to the point with my youngest that I put her outside the house nearly naked just in a nappy and ask her to decide what she thinks she needs to wear and she'll often I literally will have asked her about 50 times put the shoes on and I'll be like nope not doing that put her outside she's like I need shoes and you're like yep she goes I need coat and you're like Boom. And it's like, I need, and then the last, it's lovely that the last one is, I need pants. It's like, I would put those on first, but yeah. And I've just cut, and this is just a little parenting hack to anyone listening. I've cut half an hour of requesting children to put things on by just simply putting them in the elements. Let them decide what they need oh, to proceed in that day. a good parent hack. There you go. I've got a Netflix parent hack for you. In fact, okay. while we're here. You know when you just want to... You want to watch something, but it's not for kids, but the kids are kind of lingering. They're not watching it, but they could overhear some naughtiness. Say you're watching, I don't know, Dead to Me. Just switch it into another language. Ah! Ah! Stick the subtitles on. Yeah. And then you just have to endure about 10 minutes of Dead to Me in French. They don't understand the swears. They don't mind. My my son, my son sometimes requests to watch Paw Patrol unboxing videos in Spanish. He doesn't speak Spanish. None of us are Spanish. He just likes it. He finds it soothing. I don't know. It's very strange. And homeschooling. It's picking up a language. Yeah, it's fine. How old's your little one, Dotty? How old is your little one? He's three in a matter of weeks. Oh, right. So he's at, he's at that stage where if he hears a swear, he'll yeah. repeat it. So it, even if he's not watching what I'm watching, but I want to continue watching said thing, flip the language just for, yeah. the, for the 20 minutes he's in the room. And I'll, I'll pick up a bit of Portuguese. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Everyone's a winner. My youngest, um, my husband's got quite a sort of heavy eyebrow and Ellie and um, Helen have um, seen it in real life. It's got a life of its own. And he's quite stern. Oh, he's like a male Frida Kahlo. <laughs> <laughs> the monobrow yeah. is strong on his side. And he, you know, he's lost his, he's lost his shit a bit, to be honest, uh, quite a few times, as most of us have in lockdown. And... Um, my youngest got to the point the other day where she's just in his face, just went, rah, 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 fuck it. <laughs> Literally. And it was like um, him staring in the mirror of his parenting technique. It was just like, rah, 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 rah. Like, she's just like two. He was like, yeah. they are our mirror. We must learn from them. Um, but I, th- I don't know about you guys, but on day one of lockdown, I was like, you know, like going to just limit maybe the Netflix time, just going to kind of have a really like wholesome sort of day. Not that watching Netflix 24-7 isn't wholesome, but you'd want it a is- little <laughs> bit of a break in that. <laughs> like 24-7. Yeah, but what not, do you mean? Doing anything 24-7 isn't wholesome. Playing tennis for 24 hours, I would suggest, is not very good no. for mentally You're or physically. Such do you know what I mean? A support, Ellie. You're, You're welcome, such mate. a support. Do you have screen time limits in your in your households? Uh, when they're awake, they can have screens. That's that's usually my kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's the limit. <laughs> day one, day one, it was two hours max. Day um, day fifty eight, it's got to the point where you know everybody's talked about the Netflix. Are you still watching? Yeah. Still, uh, and it comes oh, yeah. on just 
after two episodes. And yeah. You're like, yes. yes we're still again. watching. Hit me again. What else would I be doing? What else would I be doing? Are you still judging me? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Netflix is very is very loud and abrasive when it comes to judging you. I, I I'll, I'll say that it is. Of course, we're still watching. Where, where can we go, Netflix? You suggest something else. Uh, so, guys, what for you would you say Anna makes great family TV? Like, what are the ingredients? So, like, I've been using Netflix to kind of cry a lot. Like, I need to get my tears out in a um, contained kind of way. Otherwise, it just kind of spills all over the place. So I've kind of centred on... um, Have you seen Benji, uh, the film (laughs) about the little dog? And um, there's so many layers to it that um, I'm actually getting a bit wobbly thinking about it now. But it's got to have everything for all of the family. So that we all had a cup of tea, a crumpet... And was sitting in front of Benji and no one moved. Everyone just managed to sit down for two hours without any needs. No needs other than the visual. And we were sitting there. So I think, um, and Benji was like, I think it first came out in 1974. And then it was a remake. And when I started looking into it, anyone who doesn't know, it's not ruining the story, but it's about a little dog who goes on a journey, an emotional one, a physical one. Um, and there's two really good kids in it. And that's what I mean, really important to have the good kids in it so the kids learn that that's what they need to do without me having to parent um and they they basically on this journey and I started googling about the dog Benji because I was like obviously he's from you know the canine school of um exceptional hounds and so it's live action it's a real live dog yes it's so beautiful Oh. oh my god you never know when you'll find someone who will change your life I just didn't expect he'd be this furry. It's so good. On a really serious note, you know, like a pup star has talking dogs and that freaks me out a bit. Uh, Benji, he doesn't talk, but he talks with his actions. So, you know, it's a bit like the subtext to it is that children aren't listened to. So they're trying to tell, like Benji's well, no, trying to say so nonsense. much. They talk nonsense all no. day. <laughs> If, no, you listen to them, they just, story. if you listen to them, they'd just eat ice cream. Yeah, it would just be shouting an ice cream. That's all not, that would happen. Not, not Benji. Benji is good. Wait, is Benji, Benji a dog? He's a dog. He's a dog. Right. So goodness from, gracious. So what's that got to do with children? <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a <laughs> metaphor, <laughs> Ellie. It's a bad metaphor. For goodness oh. sake. Love and acceptance. If if the metaphor <laughs> is that children would be more appealing if they didn't talk like Benji, I can get on board with that. Mute and hairy. <laughs> That's, That's what you want, Ellie. Mute and hairy. <laughs> I'm literally crying watching the crescendo of this story. You know how all good kids' films end with this beautiful, like, moment montage scene at the end? And then I started Googling the dog, and I found out that Benji, the the actual dog, he was a stray, a genuine stray picked up in Louisiana. And he then got the starring role uh, in this film. And you then go, you know when you're in the depths of the internet, and you're like, where did... Where did he come from? But he wasn't—he wasn't classically trained. So no, that's hang the on. thing. He was—he was a straight. So he was perfectly happy. He was like the littlest hobo. He yeah. was just going about his business in the deep south, just having it. You know, oh, what should I do today? I don't. No one's going to tell me that I can't go for a walk <laughs> or that I have to eat that brand of that flavour of pedigree chum. I'll just do what I like. I'll eat out of a bin. I'm a stray dog. Whatever. And then someone picked him up and forced him into movies. <laughs> He went willingly. How do you so know? the press reports say. Now, now he lives here on Rodeo Drive. He's got a raging coke habit. He's never been more sad. Wow. 
He doesn't say much by all accounts, so he can't be that happy. Benji speaks for us all in lockdown. (laughs) Ellie, I'd love to know then, what's your criteria? What's your criteria for good family viewing? Nothing with quiet dogs. Can't bear any of that. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not very into sentimentality, as you might have guessed. I don't really like all that sort of cryy. Oh dear, he's going to the glue factory. That's a shame. Not really bothered about all that. Um, so I like. Uh, I for us, family viewing is is comedy. So basically, and when I say comedy, I don't really mean stuff that the kids find funny. I mean that's fine. That's a happy coincidence. But with jokes for grown ups, basically, then <laughs> that's what I can stand watching. So we really like uh, All Hail King Julian, which is a spin-off. I think um, the, the the characters played by Sasha Baron Cohen in the Madagascar films, which are also from Madagascar, films. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, and I think it's a different actor, but he does a marvelous impression, um, and it's obviously probably much cheaper. And uh, the jokes are really, really really spot on and the kids don't get all of them but sometimes it's quite nice isn't it to sort of look over at the other adult and go ha 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 you know we've got one over on the on the children but the kids love it as well because there's plenty of stuff in there for them so that's that's my top pick live king julian of madagascar this is the start of a new era can i get a walk, walk, walk? now in his own tv show you have responsibilities responsibilities <laughs> good one <laughs> good one i love it why are we laughing my life just passed before my eyes. It was awesome. We love All Hell King Julian too, because it, it does, it, it lends itself to, to Madagascar, which is the same in that there's two layers of comedy happening simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, yeah. which we love as well. Helen, what, what's your, your criteria? Well, I, I've got two that I love. Um, the first one is Nailed It, um, which we absolutely love um, because it's about people having a go and failing, but celebrating failure, which is kind of what the Scummy Mummies is about. And we, I've literally wet the sofa with we because I've laughed so hard at like Donald Trump's head or like failed dragons and all that sort of stuff. And, but there's, there's, there's multi layers. You get the backstory of the people and, you know, they love making terrible cakes with their family and all that sort of stuff. So I think it paints a really look. You get to see how they were plucked off the streets. That's exactly of right. And they're just walking about, <laughs> minding their own business. And, and what, what I love is the money gun at the end. So they get $10,000 and then they're just sprayed with money, which is so hilarious. But I like the dynamic. Nicole Byer, who is big and brash and really funny, is my children are in love with her. And then there's this lovely sort of delightful French chef whose teeth get whiter every episode and bigger. But I think I think that's a really beautiful family show because it's it is it's just hilarious and there is nothing funnier than cake failures. Put on your brave face and start baking. Bake? What is wrong with you? die because you stapled something to food? <laughs> I'm doing it with my hands. Yeah. Why are you on the floor? What are you doing? Oh, I can't do it. I give up. And the other one I wanted to say was Unfortunate Events, a series of unfortunate events, which we could not oh, get enough of because it had a really strong um, female lead, which, you know, Ellie said you don't get enough of. And the, and the lead character, the, the um, um, Count Olaf, is a dude and he's hopeless. And it's sort of nice to have, like, the kids are really smart and they're smarter than the adults. So I think that's a really kind of nice dynamic. And, yeah, I just uh, that, that, that we could not stop watching. We kept going, oh, one more episode, one more episode. So I think that, that was really good. Our parents were a part of something. It might be the reason all these terrible things keep happening. Count Olaf is still looking for us. Does this seem like a nightmare? 
because that's the effect I was going for. I'd agree with you totally. I nailed it. Nailed it is great as well because I think if, if we're talking about you know moral messages and stuff and how Anna's mm. misguided about what Benji is teaching us, um, but nailed it. <laughs> nailed it is really about failure in a way that many yeah. reality shows, things like the Bake Off and, and all those, where most reality shows are kind of being the best. And nailed it sort of is, but really it's about being honest with ourselves about our talents and our abilities. And it's about failure being okay. It's okay if you make a cake and it turns out a bit rubbish and we all have a laugh about it. And it's not yeah. sad, you know, it's, it can be just funny. It doesn't matter. There's a strand in Benji uh, that taps into that as well. Um, <laughs> Does he make so a cake it's like and it's thing- shit? Because <laughs> he can't get his little paws. He can't do the icing with his little paws. And he can't ask for help because he can't speak. The thing I love about Benji is that is it just a multifaceted emotional journey that really taps into Nailed It, right the way, the full gamut of Peppa Pig, right the way through to Nailed It. Benji's got wow. it. Is all I'm gonna I say. love that you are the ambassador for Benji. Yeah. Is... How much is Benji? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Hashtag ad. Thank I was you. Say you're getting you're getting high on Benji's own supply. That's the only way to explain this behaviour. Just this. I mean, the the character assassination of Benji. I sounds well deserved. He sounds really smart now. I think he's lost his. He's, yeah. he's not his real self anymore. He's not Jenny from the block. He's. <laughs> He's changed. He's changed. It's not his fault. He's been exploited. <laughs> is there is there anything that your your kids love watching that that you can't stand? Oh, uh, we've got loads of those in our house where we kind of have to just endure because he, he loves it so much. My kids watch this show called Lava. Oh, um, I know. It's they're, they're like it's, the two it's a Korean. They? They're really annoying. Yeah, they fart all the time. It's a Korean show. <laughs> There's these two... I actually looked it up because I was trying to remember it. So there's these two characters. They're like worms. One's red and one's yellow. And their names are (gasps) red and yellow. Like someone's obviously put a lot of... That was a a long brainstorming meeting, wasn't it? What should we call (laughs) these red and yellow characters, Jeff? I don't know. Jeff's not a very Korean name, but I don't want to be racist. You know what I mean? Anyway, so um, these two worms... And they just sort of make these weird noises and they go and they just do all these disgusting things and it's dreadful. And like my kids will watch it for hours and hours and hours and I've never sort of walked in and seen the same episode twice. So I Googled it just now. There are 275 episodes, 275 episodes of these worms not speaking. Just, just Yeah, they don't speak. No. They just, oh, what? that is yeah. lockdown covered. Yeah. And they kind of do with like they eat things and then they become the shape of the thing they've eaten, which is kind of classic cartoon mm. storyline, right? And they're not like doing anything mm. pioneering, you know. And, and one of them has a girlfriend. Guess what color she is? Pink. Blue. That's ah. pink. That's right. Guess what her pink. name is? Wow. Pink. pink. That's right. Yes. So much. <laughs> well done. that your kids enjoy and you're you're kind of just happy to see them enjoying it although you yourself are not not the biggest fan um i just i don't like them watching lots and lots of youtube videos of people watching video games that's what they're into at the moment that i have no and also (laughs) then they start speaking american afterwards i don't know if that happens to ellie's kids or anna's kids and they're always like hey guys yeah join me now for dinner i'm gonna eat dinner now mom just put some comments below so they're really influenced by how <laughs> the YouTubers speak and all that sort of stuff. And I've noticed that my daughter, who's 11, so she's transitioning into high school and stuff. 
when she's talking to her friends on Zoom and they're doing some games, she'll start talking in an American accent. She's like, hey, and they all said like, guys, yeah, guys, okay, guys, yeah, yeah. So I don't like any of that sort of stuff. That, that It feels like my brain is melting when I listen to that. And my son is into Papa Jake, which is they make box forts. And so Hugo just now thinks he can make the whole house into some sort of box fort. And he gave up after two minutes, <laughs> funny enough, because, you know, a couple of boxes of Rice Krispies and some masking tape didn't, really cut it so um yeah that's what i don't like because it, it gives them false expectations they can actually do stuff which they cannot because uh, they're pretty average children yeah. um and i'm proud of that keep them grounded yeah exactly don't don't grounded. give them ideas i don't want any mess is a mess enough no crap yeah. <laughs> watch them all nailed it that's as good as exactly you're ever right that's right mediocrity that's what we want in this house that's what we're aiming for that's what britain was built on yes exactly good enough <laughs> Minimum, minimum effort. That's what we want. Mediocrity and colonialism. <laughs> 2,000 years of history. That's basically we've got to show for it, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the British Empire built on doing Absolutely. the bare minimum. To other people. Uh, Anna. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what, what is it that, you're, that your kids love to watch? I, well, I want to preface this with, you know, it's not a bad thing because as long as you've got eyes on screen, that's a win. <laughs> So I'm not exactly sitting there critiquing this in the way of a, you know, Guardian television reporter. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to offend your people. Helen. Oh, here we go. It's um, always yeah. Jesus. Have the Australians not suffered enough? I don't want to... You wouldn't want to offend one of the most famously racist nations in the world, Anna, for God's sake. Be careful. <laughs> what have we ever done to anyone else? Well, let's not start. I mean, but... Your oh, the, the the today. Your people are starting to to grate in the form of little lunch. Um, oh, that's an excellent. That is an excellent program. Well, there you go. I think that's where we differ. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, they're your people, <laughs> and um, they. It's a bit like uh, sort of neighbours, uh, but uh, the sort of basic bitch version. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like it's sort of deconstructed <laughs> neighbours. It's kind of like the Ramsey Street and everything, but you know, it's the kid version. Uh, but it's, it's always like, a problem to solve. They're like, oh no, um, it's always an issue. Yeah, it's like, the teacher's over tastes really bad. How are we going to tell her? Oh no. And it's like, yeah. Where's the low-level bullying? Uh, where is the distress over someone else having a packet of quavers and your mum wrapping up like a weird sort of marmite sandwich in cellophane? Which obviously, you know, there's a really good rap in it, and which we we keep singing all the time. They, the little boy did a rap and he said, "Grandparents are old and busted, got no teeth and can only eat custard." I mean, I thought that was that was one of the best raps I've ever heard. Again, the, these are your people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've listened to any Kanye West or Tupac, Snoop Dogg, or in or Vanilla Ice. He dreams of the day he could rhyme mustard with custard. Got got no teeth and can only eat custard. I mean, I've never heard such poetry. Um, it's it's beautiful. I understand you more, Helen, from watching Little Lunch, right. much like Ellie understands me more through Benji. Um, I feel that again. <laughs> We're all going on a journey today. Yeah, yeah. I would say little lunch, little culture. Um, <laughs> little to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I would, I would love to get your big Netflix recommendations. I think we know that Anna is CEO of the Benji Fan oh, Club. Yes. Um, but it would, it would be great to know what your, your big 
Netflix recommendation is. Um, we'll start with we'll start with Ellie. So is this for is this for kids or for grown ups or what's for, for the family? I, I would say for the let's. Do you know what? Can you give me one for the family and then one for yeah. when you put the kids to sleep if you've got two? Okay, well, I'll give you the two that we're watching at the moment, right? So at the moment, the kids are really into this thing. It's quite new. It's called Chico Bonbon. <laughs> and the, 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 one of the reasons I like it is because they, they've just not, again, like the, the Korean chaps making the worms, they've not really bothered too much with thinking for very long about a tagline or how to express the concept creatively. So the tagline is Chico Bonbon, monkey with a tool belt. I've seen that. That just explains what it is. You know what that is. Oh, Chico Bonbon. Oh, that's the thing with the monkey with the tool belt. Yeah, let's just make out the tagline. Brilliant. So Chico Bonbon is a monkey. He literally has a tool belt. <laughs> it's never explained in Chico Bonbon why he also has a headband and shoes and socks, but no pants. So he's just got this tool belt and then just this smooth, it's quite sinister, this sort of smoothness underneath. Um, and it's all set in this like pastel <laughs> world, which is quite soothing. It's not too harsh on the eye like your Paw Patrols. I find that quite nice. And there is a female character in it and typically she does wear a bit of pink, but whatever. I, I can let it go because there's a dopey elephant who I quite like. <laughs> and my favourite character, there is, a, there is a moose called Elkin John. And he wears he wears big specs, and I think it's like the first episode is that the problem in in the Chico Bonbon story is that um, Elkin can't get his piano in the lift for the concert, and Chico Bonbon has to use his tool belt to help him out. And it's just so it's like it's not too much drama, it's not stressful, it's not too noisy and annoying, and there's no irritating animated children in it. It's just talking animals, talking animals, of course, being superior to silent ones. <laughs> Helen, what what is your what is your big Netflix recommendation? I really like Disenchantment. Um, it's a bit rude, but I have an eleven year old, and again, really strong female lead. It's rude. It's funny. It's offbeat. Um, and they don't get all the jokes. The kids don't get all the jokes, but I get all the jokes. So it's a really really solid, very. Um, what's the word? It's just an excellent show. It makes me laugh and it's just a bit filthy and that's what I like. The entire kingdom got turned to stone. My mom's evil and Buffo died. Calm down, guys. Let's hide under this pile of children. Um, also, the other one I really like is The Dark Crystal, which we've watched um, as a family as well. And we, we enjoy very much the making of, and that's why I really like about some of the Netflix series, is like The Dark Crystal is not, it's not, you know, CGI and all that sort of stuff. It's old-fashioned puppets. And there's a really lovely story that, like, some of the puppeteers' parents worked on the original show and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, The Dark Crystal is great. It's all about good and bad and believing in yourself and all that sort of thing. So I think that's good. Oh, I just love it. Old-fashioned puppets. I think it's great. Thrall. At its centre, the crystal of truth. The Skeksis have corrupted it. And now everyone and everything is at risk. But yeah, Disenchantment's excellent for, like, older kids, I would say, because... It's just, it's just, and, and, you know, she's not wearing pink. She's, she's a bit boozy, you know, like it's all, it's, it's, yeah, well, it's, I'm basically saying um, it's okay to be like me. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, telling my daughter, don't worry, you can still be a badass princess and drink uh, Prosecco straight from the bottle. Uh, so that's fine. <laughs> or cowpole. 
or believe in dogs. I mean, that is all fine. At all. Is there, I mean, is there room in your heart for anything other than Benji? So um, continuing the canine theme, um, White Fang uh, has got me. Like, literally, it's taken me uh, at the heart. Them wolves have given up. It's been a rough winter. They're smart. They'll keep clear of the fire. Must be a stray. You will never tame that monster. He's got more teeth than brains. We will call you White Fang. Uh, have you have you watched White Fang? No, do do tell. All right, I feel patronized. Um, <laughs> White Fang. That wasn't a that wasn't a sarcastic okay, detail. Sorry. It did sound. It did, <laughs> Dottie, it did sound a bit sarcastic. Oh, please, please do tell. Oh, tell, please tell us do tell. Dog journey. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I can't wait. <laughs> Hurry up. Speak faster. Um, but White Fang is uh, it's a similar sort of story to Benji in the sense that there's uplift. There is a dog <sighs> on a journey. <laughs> Um, and there, mm. you know, it's just about a little fighter, you know, like this little dog. And I think what coming back to Ellie's point earlier, removing gender from it in the sense that, you know, you, you can't see if it's wearing pink or blue. It's just there's an animal a bit like just sticking them in front of Blue Planet, you know, for geography. You're like, that's your geography done. Key stage three. Boom. You don't know if it's White Wang or White Fanny. Could be either. <laughs> Could be either. <laughs> I thought it was a kind of drugs. I've taken a, taken half a white fang. Have you got any orange juice? I've taken half a white fang. I knew it was too much. Well, we've we've. I mean, we've got we've got recommendations. I think for for that family viewing. But I guess all of us have got have got kids under the age of sort of of twelve, thirteen, and of course that's when everything changes when they become teens. So waiting in the wings, I have producer Jamie East, who is a father. To teenagers, he's look. He's dying to get on the podcast more. Anyway, I think this is the perfect time to bring him in. I could switch you all off in an instant if I wanted to. I could just, I could just take it all over. How you doing? Well, welcome, patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm feel... <laughs> yes. How, how, how was your meeting? You yeah, we were just, one of your just, just running the world. Meetings. It's fine. Was it all right? Yeah. My husband's nickname is TP, yeah, the, the, the patriarchy. Nice. All right, TP. Nice. Pipe down, well, TP. I've been, I've been listening. It all sounds fantastic, but my God, you've got you've got such fun to come. Imagine the fun it, you can get from when you sit and you're able to watch Stranger Things with your own kids. Oh. It's kind of all of a sudden the kind of the balance between uh, what you watch and what they watch merges and you can start enjoying things together you let us in and now you are going to have to let us stay I wanted to kind of give a bigger shout out. There's loads of stuff kind of that we will have seen like years ago, but that they discovered for the first time. So like Modern Family is one. And as they get a bit older as well, they find things like, even things like The Office. I'm about as vague as you are with the with the rules. So I think my I think my 14-year-old watched The Office and that was kind of fine, I thought, and just thought it was like the, the most insane thing ever. Did they like it though? Did they? Oh yeah. For all of the kind of uh, the, the chatter that Ricky has around him in terms of, what he what he gets up to, you forget just how funny the office is when you watch it for the first time, and that's and that's what one pleasure that I get is watching these programs again with them seeing it for the first time. So when like you know when Tim and Dawn kiss, it's just like 
his face was just like, oh my God, she's come back. You know, it's that kind of, that, that, that is, it brings so much joy. And Stranger Things as well is a really good one because it's just that, it's just the right level of scary. Are you ready for Peep Show yet? Uh, well, <laughs> he's, he's gone off and, and started watching in between us on his own, on his phone which the wife wasn't too happy about. Uh, but I'd kind of, I kind of think you've got to be able to go off and discover certain things on your own. You don't want to have to watch everything with your parents. So How old is he? I've got four boys. The eldest is 27, so he's done. He doesn't even live anymore. I've got 21. <laughs> I've got a 50. <laughs> I've got a fit. I've got. I've got. Cut him off. I mean, I blocked him on the WhatsApp. Yeah, it's fine. He's out of it. He's out of it. I've got a twenty-one-year-old. I've got a fifteen-year-old, and I've got an eleven-year-old. So they're all at different levels. Mm. But I, I don't think there will ever come a point where I will be able to sit and watch Sex Education with them. Oh, I was, I was just about to say that because my daughter watched it a little bit of it at a sleepover. And, I, and that opening scene in the first episodes is basically yeah. tits jumping oh, up and it's really God. quite graphic. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's full on, but it's not even yeah. it's not even the nudity. Yeah. It's the subject matter. I think it's I think sex education serves its purpose for them to learn about sex in a different way that, than parents would ever tell them. So I'm happy for them to sneak off and watch sex education <laughs> on their own. And it opens <laughs> conversations. It does. I think that's you know that's the way to sort of just blanket response yeah, exactly, to the awkwardness. Exactly. It opens conversations to sex I learnt a lot I learnt I didn't know about douching beforehand and now and, I and do look at, and look at you, at you now. guys <laughs> oh nothing's stopping you look at you just douching 24-7 sloshing everywhere <laughs> the douche right I'm going to leave on that I'll leave you to it well done bye bye well, I mean we've don't you give that sex education I taught you everything you know you didn't know what a lemon party was till you met me what is a lemon party google it <laughs> We're speaking now in a language that even I don't understand. Um, <laughs> well, sorry, Dotty. I think I think douching was always going to be where we ended. To be honest, I think that is we're ending on a we're ending on a high. You have, I mean, you have inundated us with with recommendations today, and I can't thank you enough for joining us on what to watch on Netflix. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on this episode. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thanks, Dotty. Oh, thanks for having us. You're free to go and parent. Thank you. I don't know where my kids are. Okay, good. <laughs> thank you for life. <laughs> Fuck you, Veggie. Fuck you. <laughs> well, after that absolute riot, let's restore some calm with our voice of reason at Netflix HQ. It's time for your fave and mine. Hello, Gina. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm so well. How are you? <laughs> I'm also very well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The reason I'm well is because I know that right now you're going to you're going to make my weekend worthwhile it's true. with a list of new things to watch. So please bestow your Netflix gifts upon me. So I have two extremely exciting things, both brand spanking new, both drops today. The first is a film from Spike Lee himself. So if you don't know who Spike Lee is, you're not familiar, some of his work, she's got to have it, do the right thing. Um, more recently, Black Klansman, if you went and saw that in cinema. Um, so now we have a film called The Five Bloods. 
I don't want to give too much away, but it's like a war movie about four African-American veterans who venture back to Vietnam to find their squad leader, who, by the way, is played by Chadwick Boseman of Black Panther fame, to find the remains of their squad leader, but also find some gold that they helped him hide. That's the premise. Do you know what? You had me at Spike Lee and then <laughs> you, you gripped me tighter with Chadwick Boseman and then you mentioned gold and I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm waiting for it to upload yeah. <laughs> now. So that's that one. And then on top of that, I have a second exciting thing. So anyone who's fans of Harlan Coben, um, so again, did Safe, um, did The Stranger. Um, we have the newest adaptation of one of his novels called The Woods. So this is a Polish Polish show. And again, the premise is that a Polish prosecutor, he gets a clue that alludes back to the missing sister that went missing like 25 years before. And he goes down this wild goose chase of finding out what happened there. And it's more of the same mysterious, exciting thriller stuff that we've seen before from him. Oh, edge of your seat stuff. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, I've always given you that yes. stuff that's really going to reel you in, reel you in. I love those shows that just, you're just hooked 10 minutes in and you're like, I need to know how this ends. Is it one of those? Yes, 100%. Gina, you you spoil us. <laughs> and honest, I, I don't understand how you are not running out of content, but that is testament <laughs> to the conveyor belt of shows that is Netflix. We'll never let you down. You can't complete Netflix. <laughs> you think... You think you can clock it? You can't clock this. There's always going to be more. Always. Gina, thank you very much. Until next week. Thank you. Bye. Well, there you go. Another episode in the can, giving you a full week's worth of stuff to watch. You better have worked up an appetite too, because next week it's time to chow down with all things food. See you then. What to Watch on Netflix is hosted by me, Dottie, and is written and produced by Jamie Yeast. Editing and additional production comes from Cup and Nuzzle. What are you watching on Netflix? We'd love to know. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix UK. Hey.